Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, your live connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit. Hi, good morning, and welcome to my show, Blessings with Selene. I hope that you're doing well today, and I want you to know just how grateful I am about the fact that you're listening to me right now. Thank you for taking the time. It means a lot. I also want you to know that the phone lines are open if at any time you have any questions or you want to share, okay? And the phone number is 646-378-0378. So today, I would like to talk about resolutions. You know, we all try to make resolutions at the beginning of each year, but it's hard to keep them, right? And this is even harder if you are grieving. The key to being able to stick to your resolutions is to start small, to make resolutions that don't involve making sweeping changes, but just uh, involve going step by step. So if you're grieving, and you feel hopeless and aimless, you have to offer yourself the kindness and the understanding that little by little, step by step, you will start feeling better as you tackle one feeling at a time. Archangel Azrael is the angel that helps and supports those who are grieving. So it is helpful to ask for his help when you're having a particularly hard day. I'm going to begin by doing a guided visualization that you can listen to to help you when you're feeling hopeless and sad, that when you're feeling that you're never going to be able to feel better, you're not going to be able to continue to live without your child or without your loved one, okay? So make sure to do this when you're at home and you can have quiet time. So close your eyes and let's take three deep breaths in and out. In and out. In and out. Now, in your mind's eye, in your imagination, see yourself as you're feeling right now. Allow yourself to connect to the depth of your feelings. While you're there, feeling your feelings, Begin to have a conversation with the angels to help you have the patience to give peace to your heart, to give you the strength that you need to go on day to day. While you're doing this, all of a sudden, you feel a hand gently touch your right shoulder. And you look over and you realize that there's an angel there. 
It's Archangel Azrael. And he says to you in the gentlest, most kind voice that you have ever heard, he says, my child, I see into your heart. I know how much you are hurting. Know that I can soothe your sadness and bring peace to your heart. You only have to ask, and I will envelop you in my wings so that you feel safe, protected, and nurtured when you're having the most difficulty. Know that I'm always near. You only have to ask. Angel's energy is so pure that immediately you feel so much more peaceful and you feel a warmth in your heart as you feel deeply loved. And that is very healing to your heart. You feel so moved. So you say to the angel, Thank you so much for coming to me and know that I will remember to call on you during my darkest times, that I will remember that I'm not alone, that you, the angels, and specifically you, Archangel Azrael, are here for me. You now begin to take three deep breaths in and out. In and out. In and out. And slowly open your eyes. You can listen to this meditation, to this guided visualization, anytime that you need extra support. I know firsthand how alone a person can feel when they're grieving. I felt immensely alone, and I had forgotten. I had forgotten that God and the angels, the messengers of God, are around us, and they're willing to help us. We only have to ask. So having said that, one of the messages that I want to bring that I bring today is that when you lose someone you love, it leaves a huge void in your life and in your heart that will never be filled again. This is a fact. But this does not mean that you cannot function again for the rest of your life. This does not mean that your family, that your family members will be affected not just by their own grief, but also by how impaired you are. And this does not mean that your working life will be affected negatively or that your romantic relationships will fall apart. No. I bring you a message of hope. The hope that you can choose to use what you have learned from your experiences, from your pain, to heal yourself first and later on to make a difference in the world. 
as you find what your new purpose is, okay? I want to share with you that when I went last year to the Grand Rapids Body, Mind, Spirit Psychic Expo, it was a truly wonderful experience to be surrounded by people who are taking steps to heal their world with their unique gifts. There were people, vendors, selling crystals. There were psychics and mediums giving readings to people, speakers sharing what they had learned about life because of the different struggles that they had gone through with those that were attending. I myself shared about my book, Know Your Usual Grief Book, How to Heal While Connecting with Your Child Who Died. I shared that with the world. And I also gave angel intuitive readings. My point in sharing this with you is to let you know that you too could make a difference in the world by sharing what you have learned from your experience. This may not be the time, but the time may come when that will be true. So there were so many people that, wanted, that, that were present there that wanted to receive readings from the angels. And inevitably, they started the sessions feeling worried and tense, but they left feeling lighter, inspired, supported, and loved because the energy of the angels is so pure and because they were reminded that they were not alone. So that is why it's such a joy for me to offer these readings to others and also to help those who are suffering or grieving in this way, just as I was many years ago. So this was my first Psychic Expo, and you can be sure that I will be attending many more in the future. But for those of you who are listening, if you have lost someone that you loved, I have a question for you. Have you gone to see a medium to try and connect with your loved one? Chances are that you either have done so or have seriously considered doing so. You know, I meet so many parents whose hearts have been lightened, unburdened, touched by meeting with a medium. And you know why? You know, because you miss your loved one so much and long to connect with him or her. So when you hear someone, a medium, an angel intuitive, a psychic, describe to you the exact personality traits of your loved one, you feel as if he or she is here with you. And to be reassured that your loved one is okay is priceless. This also, you know, this also affords your, our loved ones, our children or our loved ones who have passed, an opportunity to communicate to us, to help us, to tell us, I'm okay. I'm in another dimension where I'm not suffering any longer. So I don't want you to suffer. I want you to give yourself permission to live again. I love you. My love for you did not die when I died. Hear me when I tell you, give yourself permission to live again. And know that I am here to help you and support you. God and the angels are too. Okay? Another message that I would like to share with you is that you can feel the presence of your child or the presence of your loved one that has passed in your life all the time. If only you pay attention and begin to learn to listen 
your intuition. And this, I know, is hard to do. And why is it hard to do? Because you are used to using your mind, to being rational, to only believing what you can see. And let me tell you that it is possible to continue to be a rational human being while at the same time developing and nurturing your intuition, that inner compass, that unshakable knowing that we have is called your gut feeling in order to keep the connection with your loved one who died alive and in order to allow it to heal your heart. However, before we can do that, before we can, you know, hone in to trying to get in touch with your intuition, there is something that you need to do first. You need to become aware of your thoughts and how your thoughts make you feel. And you need to find a way to turn your thoughts from negative to positive. So this week I would like to discuss some facts about grief. We all have grief, whether we realize it or not. And the vast majority of us did not experience a perfect childhood. And we're grieving. What are we grieving about? We're grieving for the nurturing, the understanding, the guidance, the love that we did not receive, that we may have not received growing up. So most of us are carrying many childhood wounds, but we're not looking at them. You know, the the wounds happen when we were little. They just kind of got buried in our subconscious, and they're they're just sitting there, and we're not looking at them. But that is our inner child. Our inner child is suffering. But, however, we continue to live and to function as if that were not the case. We ignore our inner child most of the time. And this ignoring takes a toll on us. But you know what? We persist on moving forward. And why do we persist on moving forward? Because it's a lot of work. And you know what? We already are feel with living is not an easy thing. We are bombarded with so many responsibilities, so many relationships, so many issues, so many struggles. So we don't need to, we don't want to, let's say we resist, we resist becoming aware of this other thing that we're carrying, the burdens, the pains, the suffering of our inner child. And also, it makes us feel sad. Whenever we get like a little glimpse of that, let's say that we were, our our father wasn't perfect and, you know, always made us feel inadequate or always made us feel that we could never measure up to what his expectations were. And now we're adults and we're still trying to receive some sort of reassurance And we get off the phone, we're talking with him on the phone, and again, we're made to feel this way. And a tear just kind of like glides down, you know, along our cheek. That is just like a little crack, just a little, you know, a little glimpse into the wounds that we're carrying. And then what happens, we immediately just like wipe wipe that tear off, and we just go on. We don't take the time to go deeper, Okay. So we don't want to be made to feel sad. We don't want to open that door 
it's much better to have it closed. And it's so much easier, too, to pretend that all is well or to overindulge in food or drink or drugs in order to numb ourselves, in order to not feel our feelings, right? And I'm not saying these things in order to make you feel depressed or bad. These are just coping mechanisms, you know. You are doing the best that you can, and you're using the best coping mechanisms that you can at the time. No, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad or depressed. I'm saying this because I want you to understand that when somebody you love dies, you pile up that grief over the grief that you're already carrying from your inner child. And it's too much for us to bear. It's the last straw that, that breaks the camel's back. It is debilitating, paralyzing, and unbearable. But only if you allow yourself to have the feelings come out to the surface. Okay? So I know many people who have gone on in life after a loss by squelching their feelings, by not talking about the loved one who passed on, by tuning everything that could be painful out. And those people apparently go on. But you know what? It takes a huge toll on their health, on their relationships, on their mental well-being, on their capacity to have any sort of peace, inner peace, on their, the quality of their sleep, and so forth. So what are you to do? You need to go deep. As painful as it is, it's worth it. So you need to feel your feelings. You need to release them in a healthy manner. And most importantly, and I find this point to be very crucial, you need to allow yourself to feel all the wounds and all the disappointments of your inner child. But why? Why? You may ask why. Because if you're already grieving for the loss of your child or the loss of your loved one, why not then open the floodgates and let all the grief come out? This is an opportunity for you to heal and to heal at a very deep level and in that process to transform your life. Because you know what? How healed you are, how healed you are is directly proportionate to how you function in your life. And I tell you something, most parents give, give, and give until there's nothing left in them to give to themselves. Right? And I'll share with you something, actually. This is bringing to mind something that my child, my child who died, Christopher, he taught me such a such an important and priceless lesson. And, you know, it was something like really simple. And it just reminded me when I said that most parents give and give and give. He was six years old. This is before he got sick, a few months before he was diagnosed with leukemia. And we were eating dinner, and I was just serving everybody, and I was just, you know, giving everybody their plates, you know, my husband, you know, my two kids, and and my baby, and, you know, I hadn't even been able to sit down with my meal, and I just kept on bringing things to them, and at one point, he, he said to me, Mama, can I have more milk, and I, you know, gave him his milk to him again, you know, I kept on just 
refilling things and helping everybody, and I hadn't even sat down to eat. And he said to me, Mama, are you our servant? And, oh, my gosh, when he said that, he stopped me on my tracks. And you know what? I never forgot that because it made me realize that part of my job as a parent was also to model for my children that I also had needs, that I needed to eat, you know, and that I could give, but I also needed to teach them that it wasn't just about them. I also counted. So as a result of that experience, he used to, like, swallow his, his glass of milk all in one lung, and then I would have to get up and refill it. So I told him from then on and my other children, if you drink it all in one gulp and you need more, you're going to have to wait. Because I'm eating right now. That's your choice. And you know what? It was very powerful, and I will never forget it. So that's why I'm sharing it with you today. So I'm a firm believer in this. As you heal the wounds of your inner child, you take big steps towards learning to offer love to yourself so that you are no longer the last one on the list. That was the lesson that I learned, and it was my child, my six-year-old, who taught me that. So do you see now how these things are connected? When you're grieving, you are exhausted, depleted, and vulnerable. You have others to take care of, and you do take care of them. But what about you? Who takes care of you? The answer is until you go within, take the time to have some quiet time, to get in touch and to acknowledge the unmet needs of your inner child to offer love and nurturing to yourself. Until you take the time to do that, you really cannot begin to love yourself. And you know what happens? If you don't love yourself, you don't learn to do that, you cannot possibly offer a love to others that is unconditional, that really does not have any requisites for others. Okay? So I'll give you a personal example. Prior to Christopher's diagnosis and subsequent death, I thought that I knew what love, what love was. But I found out that I had only known conditional love. There is conditional and there is unconditional love. And they feel very, very vastly, vastly different. different. I think the only unconditional love that we feel while here we're on earth comes from our children. Of course, we also feel the unconditional love from the ethereal plane, from God, from the angels, from the, from the ethereal beings that love us and showers with love all the time. They're in a plane that is much more, vibrates much higher than, than here in our earthly lives, okay? But anyways, I found out that I've only known conditional love. If you're a good daughter, I love you. If you go to school to do this, you know, a, a career that I find suitable, I love you. If you don't embarrass me in any way, I love you. You get the idea. Well, my son Christopher taught me that our children love us unconditionally with such a pure love. And it was as if a door had opened up for me when I realized this, that there, was, there were different kinds of love. They felt different. 
you know? And I thought, wow, I want to learn to offer this kind of love to my children, to my family, to my friends. He inspired me and opened up my eyes. Have you given any thought to this? This is an important subject, particularly during this month, February, the month of love. Have you given any thought to what messages have you been receiving about love from the media? Love is not romantic love. That's just one kind of love. And it's by its nature conditional. Parental love, different kind of love. Friendship love, different kind of love. The love our children offer us and that we offer our children, different kinds of love. But it's important though. It's important because one of the things that you can learn or that you can get in touch with, even if you already know it, but you can get in touch with it even more at a deeper level, is that the love that your child has for you, the love that your loved one who passed on has for you, did not die when they died. But love is still here, vibrant and present. Okay? But what do the media, the movies, the TV shows, the magazines, what do they tell you about love? I encourage you this month to take some quiet time and just reflect about this. Pay attention. Open up your eyes to expand your awareness about what love really is, okay? But I want to raise the point, you know, that one of the reasons the grief that you feel after losing a loved one takes such a toll on you is because it comes on top of the wounds that you have been carrying, the wounds of your inner child. And you have been carrying those wounds for a long time and have probably not acknowledged them. And understandably so. It's painful to acknowledge that. Okay? So you can choose. So you have choices now that you're no longer a child, you're an adult. You can choose to go deep and unearth those wounds so that you can offer yourself the love you did not receive as a child, as a teenager, and heal that part. And in doing so, you can begin to take care of yourself. You can begin to love yourself. And in taking care of yourself and loving yourself, then you can better take care of others, okay? And you can do so. You can take care of others without it taking a huge toll on you. So acknowledge your inner child. This is, this is a quote from a lady called Karen Bakran. She says, acknowledge your inner child. Even though we have found the light in ourselves today, we sometimes forget to heal all wounds of our past. Your inner child still needs to be loved in order to heal the complete self. And this is what we want, don't you think? To heal the complete self. And we can only do that by beginning to take a look, by beginning to shine a light into the wounds of our inner child. Now let's talk about society, grief, and how it affects those of you who are grieving. Just go ahead and say this is a designated society. And this makes it difficult for those who are grieving because people are not aware. They're not taught. They're not comfortable being around or talking with those who have experienced a loss. 
They don't know how to support you. And I don't know how many parents have told me about the insensitive comments that have been made to them after their loss or how their family, some of their family members or friends, you know, avoid mentioning their child or their loved one because they don't want to make them sad. But the truth of the matter is that when you're grieving, and especially parents, they want to talk about their loved ones. They want and they need to validate that they existed, that their lives matter, and that they left a legacy of love. But there's no one teaching others how to do this. Okay? There is a lot of teaching on how to bring a child into the world, but not in how to help someone who is dying so that their end will be peaceful, loving, and dignified. But isn't this something hard to believe that this is happening still in this day and age? It really is. So one of the other things that I would like to discuss today is how to help yourself when you're grieving. So I want to share with you some of the tools that I recommend. To begin with, with, if you're a grieving parent, decide ahead of time how you're going to handle the question, how many children do you have? So you can decide to share that you lost a child only with those people with whom you will continue to associate and not to share it with the strangers, for example. But think about it until you get to the point that you know what to say in a way that is not going to give you more, more sadness, okay? If you have lost a spouse, a brother, a sister, a parent, it also helps to decide with whom you want to share about your loss, especially talking about it will bring about unwanted outbursts of tears. Another thing that is important is it has to do with your expectations. The truth of the matter is that remember that I mentioned that our society does not prepare us to deal with those who are grieving? Well, because of this, the grieving need to adjust, we, the grieving, need to adjust our expectations accordingly. So what does this mean? It means that as hard as it is for you to accept, life goes on for other people as if nothing had happened. And you can't expect that they will ever fully understand how your life has been affected by your loss, how earth-shattering this has been for you. And the reason I mention this is that we, you will suffer a lot if you expect otherwise. Believe still personal experience. I cry. Some family members after my son's death. But in time, I came to realize that these people, they did not mean to hurt me. No. They just did not know how to behave themselves around me. And because of their nervousness, because of their you know, lack of edu- education about this subject. Sometimes they talk about lighthearted things which may have hurt me, but they did not mean to hurt me. I was able in time to forgive and forget about those things. But, you know, part of me still feels, oh, my gosh, how nice it would be if we got to the point as a society where proper attention and education is provided to everyone so that those who are grieving, like you and I, are not inflicted further pain 
on top of the pain of our loss. Don't you agree? Feel free to comment, to call the show, okay? Make any comments, anything that you want to share or ask any questions, okay? At 646-378-0378. So, okay, what is the next tool? The next tool for handling those social situations, which is hard because, you know, when you're grieving, you just want to stay home. You want to stay in your little shell, in your protective shell, because, you know, the world is harsh. And so it's okay to respect and honor your needs at this time. You're going to get, you know, people trying to get you to do things. But, you know, you can have a ready-made excuse like a pre-made excuse to have on hand for when you, let's say, decided to go to, I don't know, your in-laws for Sunday lunch and something happened there, you know, maybe one of the children present there reminded you of your child or somebody made a comment that was insensitive. So, and for whatever reason, you are hit by a fresh wave of grief and you find it unbearable to stay there. So then you have this pre-made excuse that you don't have to think about. And you just say, you just say, you just say, oh, my gosh, I forgot that I need to get home as soon as possible to help, you know, my friend with an important project, whatever it is. I just have something already pre-made so that you can just escape right away from that painful situation. It may sound extreme to you who are listening to have excuses already ready for social circumstances, but believe me when I say that they are necessary and useful, especially during the first few months of the first year after your loss. Also, you'd be surprised to find out how many times a parent has told me that someone from their family or a friend has tried to make plans for the celebration of the first anniversary of the death of their loved one. And that's hard to believe, you know. But one of the things that you can do is to take some time alone to think through exactly how you want to spend that day. You want to be alone or with other people? You want to be at home or someplace else? What sort of activities do you want to do that day? Make sure to be firm if anybody wants to intrude on your plans. The holidays, birthdays, anniversaries of your loved ones are sacred to you, and they deserve for you to do exactly what you and your family wishes and not what anyone else wishes. And if the feelings get hurt, that is their problem. That is their problem because they are not able to respect, to offer respect to you and to your needs. But you need to offer respect to yourself and to your needs during these very difficult times. That, that is, sometimes it's like the first three years, four years. It may take a long time. Offer yourself kindness and respect, okay? Lastly, another helpful tool if you're grieving, is to, when you venture into social situations, it's just to have a safety net. And by this, I mean a couple of trusted friends or family members who you can count on to be there for you. Come what may. So you may be able to get together with friends and something happens and you want to, you did not come on your own and you don't have a way to get back to your home. You can call one of your safety net friends and ask them to pick you up. Okay, and talk you through it. So these are very important things to just think ahead and to have on hand. And they're only suggestions. 
if you choose to use them. But if you do choose to use them, they can make a difference in how you feel when you go out after your loss because it is hard. And being prepared to face society can diminish greatly your fears and anxiety, which are natural because when you're grieving, you're frail, you're weak, you're so sad, and you're so vulnerable. Okay? I'll share with you what one of, one of my clients shared with me. She said, possibly the hardest thing for parents to deal with socially is when someone asks them the question, how many children do you have? It's heart-wrenching because you may be having an okay day, by which I mean a day when you're not crying constantly, and all of a sudden you hear those words and you're reminded once again of your huge loss. So you begin to think, I don't want to deny that my child existed. So I would tell her that I have two children. You know, all is good, right? No, because then they ask me, what school do they go to? And then I have to come clean and tell them that I have one child who's leaving and one who has passed away. And then this is the worst, worst part. The worst part is to watch their faces give me a look of such pity as they struggle to come up with what, what to say to me. I tell you, it's not worth it to share the fact that your child has died with just anybody. Save it for those with whom you will continue to be in contact. Do not share it with strangers. And this also applies if you have lost a husband, you know, if you have lost a parent. It's hard to be reminded of your loss. Another client said to me, I suffered so much at the beginning because I thought that people would understand that losing my child was a devastating loss for me and that they would not be saying things such as, it's time for you to pull together, to pull yourself together. It's time for you to exercise. It's time for you to go back to work. It's time for you to get out. You know, it hurt my feelings tremendously to have anyone say those things to me because I realized they didn't understand And it made me feel so alone, so alienated from the world and its people. Does this resonate with you, with you who are listening to me today? As a kind of mind shared with me, I'm still so very upset with my mother-in-law for trying to take over the planning for the anniversary of my daughter's death. I just could not believe it. I had to reach from my depleted and sad state to tell her in no uncertain terms that she needed to step aside and let me take care of the arrangement. This was very difficult for me, but I needed to respect my needs at that time. Kudos to her for doing that, for honoring her child and herself and her family. A client of mine put it this way. She said, I could not have made it through the first year after the death of my son if it had not been for my dear friends, Anne and Teresa. They were available to me at whichever hour of the day or night to console me, listen to me, and even to pick me up from the grocery store one day when I had a breakdown after being remembered of my child. If they had not been there for me, I don't know what would have happened because even though I had my husband and family, they couldn't always be there for me. They were also grieving, and they needed help as well. So one of the many difficulties those who are grieving encounter in social situations is that they feel so different from who they were before the loss happened. 
and they, they feel that they no longer fit in. Their interests may have changed greatly. I know of a mother who used to love shopping a lot, a lot before her loss. But afterwards, she lost all desires to buy material things. She said to me, she now placed more value on relationships and time spent with those she loves rather than on buying things. Because of this, she couldn't any longer, any longer re- relate to her shopaholic friends. And those relationships fizzle out as a result. Very difficult for us to accept and to adapt to the many changes that we have undergone as a result of our loss. There are times when you probably, you wish you were still the same. But I bet that you know deep down that the changes are here to stay and that you must take time to get to know the new you, the new you that has emerged as a result of your loss. Why? Why it's important for you to take the time so that you can find the right coping skills to help you deal with life. Because the old ways of coping, they don't cut it anymore. They don't help you anymore, which is why you're struggling. So I want to share with you that I have developed a course, which I call an online course, but I call it Heal Your Life with the Vibration of the Angels. And it lasts eight weeks, and it offers you a weekly recorded video lesson. You also receive practices and guided visualizations to use for each week. You receive your own set of angel cards to use during the course and after a weekly phone, and after that, after the course. And you also receive a weekly phone call with me so that I can offer you support, guidance, and to answer any of your questions. So this beautiful course begins on March 1st, and I developed it, especially for anyone who is grieving the loss of a child or the loss of a loved one, and is finding it difficult to function again in life or to figure out what to do, what her life purpose should be. And I developed it because in my own experience in my own grief journey by communicating with the angels by learning to communicate with them a great healing happened in my life and great help came to me so I could figure out what my new purpose needed to be after my loss and the angels want me to share this with you and they want me to help you at this time so if you're interested if you want to find out more information about this, you want to talk with me, you can send me a message on my Facebook page. So you can look for Spirit Whispers with Selene, which is my, my Facebook page. You can also send me an email at author at yahoo.com. This course will be very healing if these things that I'm going to tell you resonate with you. Grief has left you feeling aimless and without purpose. If you have lost a child or a loved one and feel as if a bomb exploded in the middle of your life, and now, try as you may, you find yourself unable to pick up the pieces. If this is you, then take heart. As you know, I have a very close connection with the angels, which began after the loss of my son, Christopher. 
I was still in the way you are and didn't know how to continue to live without my child. And that is when the angels entered my life and guided me so that I could continue to grieve while at the same time I could find a way to rebuild my life and find my purpose. Now the angels have asked me to help you do the same in your life because they know that I have the experience and the expertise to do it. And, you know, when the angels ask you to do something, you don't question it. You just do it. So in this course, I will work together with the angels to help you heal from the inside out so that you can begin to live the life your child or the life that your loved one will want you to live. You will receive powerful guided meditations created by me that have specific angels most suited to help you with the different issues that you are dealing with. You will also receive practices for you to follow each week that can help you get out of the worst moments. And you will also learn how to recognize the subtle way in which angels communicate and use, trust, and act on their messengers in order to improve your life. And lastly, you will receive a meditation where you will meet your future self to help you craft the best life for you. So what do you think? Do you want 2018 to be the year when everything in your life turns around for the better and a happier, more peaceful, and more joyful you emerges? Do you want to figure out which direction your life needs to take now? in order to increase your level of happiness, abundance, and peace? Do you want to know the secret to being in the flow of life so that strife disappears from your life? And you want to know how to recognize and decipher the subtle messages and signposts that the angels are leaving for you? If you want all of that, don't wait to message me. I have several spots open but they're not going to last long, okay? So I'm going to quickly just um, run down and summarize some of the points I have been making today. So um, first I talked about how um, extremely healing and comforting to your heart, to the heart of anyone who's grieving, is to see a medium or a psychic because it helps you connect to the person who died. I also mentioned that you can nurture the connection that you have with your loved one by learning to listen and trusting your intuition. But before you can learn that, you need to begin by paying attention to the thoughts that you're holding moment to moment so that you can release them and change them from negative to positive. And in that way, you can experience some relief in the moment. Then I started talking about how we all have grief, whether we have lost a child or a loved one or not. And that grief that we carry comes from our childhood wounds. And that's the grief of our inner child. So what happens when we lose a loved one, when we lose a child, the grief, that grief is piled on top of the grief that our inner child is carrying. And that makes it unbearable for us to function. It's too much of a burden. So that if we have been squelching those wounds, not facing the wounds of our childhood like most of us do, unless we choose to go to therapy, 
when we add to that the grief over the loss of, of our loved one, we crumble, we stumble, and we don't know how to go on. So I then went on to talk about how important it is to attend to the unmet needs and the wounds of our inner child. Because when we begin to heal those wounds and begin to offer love to ourselves, then we take giant steps towards our healing. I then went on to talk about the difference between conditional and unconditional love and how my son Christopher made me aware of the fact, first of all, that I had been giving too much of myself and I wasn't taking care of myself, you know, that I needed to um, also be a role model for my children and show them that I also had needs that I could give to them, but I also needed to give to myself. But he also taught me, made me aware that the quality of the love that he was giving me, that the quality of the love my other children were giving me was exceptional. It felt different because he was unconditional. He felt different than the love that I received from my husband. He felt different from the love that I received from friends. He felt different from the love I received from family. Okay? So I encourage you, particularly this month, I encourage anyone who is listening to reflect about the messages about love that they have received throughout their lives. Especially because February is the month, you know, Valentine's Day, the month of love. So I encourage you to reflect on what is love to you. I encourage you to get in touch with the quality of the different loves that you are receiving, okay? And the quality of the love that you're giving. Because I I promise you, it will be eye-opening to you when you get in touch with this. And then I went on to share five tools that can help those who are grieving manage social situations. And um, the, the different tools were how to adjust your expectations as to the fact that unless someone has experienced the same loss you have experienced, they cannot even begin to understand what you're going through. So you can't expect them to offer you what you need. I, so that is like the expectation adjuster. Then the next tool is I call it the answer, answer pre-calculator where you think ahead before you're going into a social situation. You think ahead and have an answer prepared, you know, and, and you know, if, the, if somebody asks you, if you have lost a child, how many children you have, you know what you're going to say. Okay? Then the next tool was the quick draw escape. So, and that basically is if you're in a social situation and somebody makes you uncomfortable, you get hit by a wave of grief or something makes you upset, then you can have a prepared excuse that you immediately say and get out of there. The next tool was a special date organizer to help you. Um, Like my recommendation is to think ahead as to exactly what you want to do that day, the day of the holiday, the anniversary, the birthday, um, where you want to be, who do you want to spend it with, and what do you want to do on that day, and make sure to communicate that to, to those around you and to honor it. Because in that way, you honor your needs, the needs of your family, and you honor your child or your loved one's memory. And the last one is the safety net tool, and that is have a safety net of at least two friends that you can count on, um, that they can have a listening ear 
at any time when you're struggling or that they can come and pick you up. If you are some, some place that, and you need to get away, they can pick you up and take you back home, okay? So, uh, lastly, I shared about my new course, Heal Your Life by Connecting with the Vibration of the Angels and how it can help those who are grieving find new meaning and peace as well as find their purpose in life after they have suffered a devastating loss. And they can learn how to do that and they can heal by connecting with the high frequency, the high vibrations of the angels and bringing that into their lives. So now I'm going to go ahead and shuffle um, this deck of cards. And I'm using a different deck today. I'm using uh, the deck... It's also by the Wind Virtue, but it's called the Crystal Angels Oracle Cards. And um, angels and crystals are both gifts from God that help us live happier and healthier lives. So angels are powerful messengers of God's pure loving energy, and crystals are beautiful amplifiers of energy. So when you combine crystal and angels, they magnify divine love to help us all. So today I felt... Um, drawn to this particular deck and um, so I wanted to shuffle and see what message the angels have for you this week for anyone who's listening and what crystal is um, would amplify that message for you if you have it okay so a card jumped and that the crystal is amber amber is a yellow kind of like golden tone um, crystal and it, amber has a beautiful message. The angel, together with the amber crystal, have a beautiful message for you this week. And this is it. Give it to God. Take a deep breath. And on the exhale, release this situation to God for healing and answers. So... What this message is saying to you is the following. You receive this card because there is an issue weighing you down. And this burden could be lifted by you giving it to God. You don't have to deal with this situation alone. As divine help is readily available. Perhaps you forgot. Or maybe you are unsure how to let go. And let God handle this situation. Pause for a moment to pray from your heart, asking for help to let this go, to let this situation, this worry, this concern, to let it go with whatever words are sincere. Because you know what? Hanging on to a problem never resolves it and actually can make it worse. So keep in mind this beautiful message that affirms the fact, confirms the fact that, first of all, we need to let go, let go, and let God. Second of all, we're not alone. No matter how dire our situation, no matter how alienated, forlorn, sad, depressed, and terrible. We feel we are not alone. 
the angels are here to help you. Okay? You can get an amber stone and keep this with you and pray. Pray to the angels. If you're grieving, pray to Archangel. Pray to God. But say, ask. We don't pray to the angels. Pray to God. But ask Archangel Azrael, who is the Archangel that helps those who are grieving. Ask for help with what you're dealing with. Okay? Okay. So lastly, if any of what I have been saying has resonated with you, you have felt that it has been helpful, and you would like to talk with me to find out if I can be a help to you, or if you are interested in joining me and my new course, Heal Your Life with the Vibration of the Angels, please don't hesitate. Message me. Go to my Facebook page, Spirit Whispers with Selene, or send me an email at Selene Negrete Author at Yahoo.com. And if you would like to find out more about me, you can also go to my website, www.notyourusualgriefbook.com. And there you will find the link, the link to Amazon where you can purchase my book if you're interested in getting it. So I hope that, um, I hope that any of what I have been talking about today has been of help to you. I want you to know that I, I also um, have a, in my Spirit Whispers with Selene Facebook uh, page, every Monday at 11, I do a live uh, video uh, with the message of the angels for the week and uh, a talk about um, different things that can help anyone who is grieving the loss of a child or the loss of a loved one. So I hope that you, may, you will join me there and connect with me that way as well. And uh, I will see you in two weeks' time and when I'll be here, and that will be the 22nd of uh, February. I'll be here from 10 to 11. I will carry you in my heart until then, and I'll be sending you love and light. Take care.